Hello folks, welcome back to the High Performance Human Triathlon Podcast. This is another of our bite-sized episodes and I'm your host, Simon Ward. If you aren't already a regular listener, I hope that after listening today, you feel like you might want to come back. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you know whenever a new episode arrives. The podcasts are published twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays, and they're ad-free with my mission of improving the health and performance of all endurance athletes. To help me, I'd love it if you could share this episode with just one person you think could benefit. And if you've got a couple more minutes, perhaps you could leave me a review on your chosen platform once you've finished listening to this episode. Now this week, following a request from regular listener David Hill, I'm going to take a short dive into what is called breathwork. So thank you, David, for a great suggestion. I've had several podcast conversations about this specific subject, and there's no doubt in my mind that it makes a massive difference to health and performance by helping you to manage anxiety, improving that ability to relax, and all of the positive knock-ons that happen from there. Our breathing, if you didn't know, is controlled by what's known as our autonomic nervous system, or ANS. So the majority of your day, it just happens unconsciously. And you're probably thinking, well, I've got to 30, 40, 50, or however old you are, without ever having to really think about this, so I must be doing something okay. Well, yes, you are doing enough to keep your body alive and running. But with some conscious breathing, you could make some really positive changes to your mind and your body to be more relaxed or more activated. And in the next few minutes, I'm going to divide some breathing practices into three categories and give you some examples of each that you can try. So those three categories are going to be purposeful breathing to maintain ease and relaxation, breathing to improve exercise technique and recovery, and then some calm down breathing to lower anxiety and physiological anxiety and Also, I'm just going to give you a couple of little experiments that you can do in your everyday life. So let's talk about some purposeful breathing to maintain your ease or being at ease. So you might have heard me talk about meditation a lot. This is going to be breathing meditation. So if we just go to meditation first, it's a practice of mindfulness, focusing the mind on a particular object, thought or activity to train attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. And its most basic form, breath work involves intentionally, intentionally attending to all of the sensations of your breathing. So for instance, you might think about how your breathing feels, whether you can sense air coming in or going out and what's happening to your body as you do this. He could combine the two, which might be what you've experienced at the end of a yoga class. And this deliberate observation helps you become more aware of what you're experiencing in the present moment. Now, you can synchronize your breathing when you're doing what we call body work. Let me ask you a question just to clarify what I mean here. Have you ever had a regular massage? I used to, and my memories are that the masseur used to find a lot of painful knots in my quads or calf muscles, which would cause me to tense up, making her job more difficult and my life more painful. What I eventually learned was that by paying attention to my breathing and using long, deep exhales during bodywork, it actually helped my muscles to relax and actually the pain diminished. So, Just try and synchronize your breath with the movement of the practitioner to help expand your ribcage and stretch out your muscles in your mid-back. Or take a long, slow exhale 
to relax and shorten muscles along your spine, making them easy to press into. You might also find that the act of breathing just helps you to cope with that little bit of discomfort a bit more easily. Now, if you're doing your own foam rolling or some other type of self-myofascial release like those Theragun things, try breathing in through the nose for a count of four and then holding your breath for a count of four while contracting the muscle being released. And then exhale for a count of eight while you relax the muscle. And that might make the whole process a little bit more comfortable. Now, talking of body work, hopefully on previous podcasts and emails that I send out, you've been picking up on my messages about the benefits of daily mobility. I know some of you have because you've written to tell me. But here's how to get a little bit more out of each mindful movement, yoga or mobility practice. During your next session, observe the sensations of your breath, like I mentioned above. Try to maintain continuous, calm, deep breathing in sync with your movements For example, inhale with expansive movements like spreading your arms open and then exhale with contracting movements like crunching your abdominals. You might also find that your breath work can help with flexibility and mobility because it encourages your tissues and joints to relax when you're going through an unfamiliar or extended range of motion. And this is because those muscles all have receptors in your joints. So you might notice particularly around the hamstrings that it can feel quite tense if you stretch. But as you relax and hold that stretch, those receptors tend to let go and you can increase your range of movement. Okay, so conscious, slow breathing, which tells the body that it's safe to allow more range of movement is a way to relax and lets the joints move more freely. Right now, let's talk about breathing and exercise. Again, you probably think you've got this off pat, but I'm going to give you a tip that's going to help things a little bit. So I know you probably do at least one or two intense workouts each week and they're hard, right? I was doing them myself yesterday, one minute intervals, and I'm breathing really hard at the end. So next time that's happening to you and you're recovering between sets of exercise, take deep, full inhales and exhales while actively drawing the space between the front of your ribcage and your pelvis together. This helps expand your ribcage more evenly and shifts the tension out of your lower back. Breathing more deeply during rest intervals can also improve your recovery by taking advantage of a mechanism called the thoracic pump. In the same way that negative pressure on your thorax during insulation causes your lungs to fill with air, That negative pressure also helps to pull the blood in the veins into the vena cava and back into the right side of the heart where it can then go and get rid of all the waste products and charge up with oxygen again. So this helps to increase your blood flow and how much blood your heart can move per beat and it will help with your recovery. You might not notice it, but it will make a small difference. You can also use breath work to make your core work more effective. And I know you're all doing core work, aren't you? Because the physio tells you it's a good thing. I used to think of the core as a container with a balloon inside. And when you've got a good core breath, it engages that whole range of muscles that are around that core, making that container. So your diaphragm, pelvic floor, transverse abdominus, the obliques, and the little multifidus muscles that align um, the spinal column. So helping to keep that balloon long and tight rather than soggy creates a tube that runs down the length of your spine, thus protecting it and enabling good movement. So you can promote this process with deliberate breathing. So next time you do something like a plank, notice how the function of your abdominal muscles change based on whether you're breathing in or out. You'll notice that, for instance, if you get 
um, a stronger activation in the sides of your waist when you're close to fully exhaling. So really breathe out and squeeze and those muscles will tighten up. When you breathe in, they'll relax a little bit more. And that's because the position of your spine, pelvis and rib cage change along with a little help from your abdominal muscles. Okay, what about anxiety and physiological anxiety, tension in your body? Firstly, we're often take, told to take a deep breath to calm down. But often people are just hyperventilating and that leads to the opposite of what we want to be doing. Instead, think about blowing out a big sigh. Imagine slowly blowing up a balloon or a, a row of candles and then exhale slowly and deliberately until all the air's out of your lungs and then pause and try and consciously relax as much as you can and let the next breath in happen naturally. And if you do that several times, you'll notice that your parasympathetic, well, you won't notice your parasympathetic nervous system being activated, the rest and digest, but this is what will happen and your heart rate will drop. You can also try something called five finger breathing, right? You just put your left hand out in front of you, palm down, spread your fingers. Start off by your th the knuckle, the main knuckle of your thumb. And as you trace your finger at the outside of the digit there, think about smelling a flower and breathing in. And as you go down, back down the finger and into the crooks of the finger, think about blowing out a candle and just trace around your fingers. Breathe in as you go to the fingernail. And blow out a candle as you come back. By the time you've got to the outside of your little finger, you'll be feeling a little bit more relaxed. And if you do that four or five times, then that will make a real difference to your state. Okay. And this is a really good one that you can try with children. Now, another thing that you might have heard, in, heard is called box breathing. So if you imagine a box, it's got four sides. Think about the upside. That's when you're going to breathe in for a count of four. And then along the top, you're going to hold your breath for four. And on the way down, breathe out for four. And on the bottom, to complete the box, hold your breath for four. And just think about moving around the sides of the box. Breathe in, hold, breathe out, hold. Okay, here's some experiments you can do. If you ever watch your heart rate while you're using an app on your phone or you watch, you might have noticed some things about what happens. And if you get the hang of this, it's actually pretty cool. So open the heart rate gadget or your watch. Look at the HRV app and link between your breathing and your stress levels. Try short panicky breathing and see what happens. And then try a minute of longer calmer breathing. You'll probably find that the shorter breathing lifts everything up and the longer breathing reduces everything. And once you've mastered the basics of this in a controlled environment, then you can start to build it into your everyday life, such as the traffic jam that you might be in later on the way home from work or when you're queuing up at the store and the person in front of you is taking the time and you're just getting a bit irritated. Try this. Just take some long, deep breaths and notice how you become much more relaxed and more able to deal with the situation calmly. You can also experiment with thinking about different times when your body's been relaxed or anxious. So when you're going to give a speech in front of a group of people you don't know, when you're about to go and talk to your boss about asking for a pay rise, you can use all of these things to either get you into a, a state of heightened activation or a state of relaxation. With practice, then you get a better awareness of how you're breathing, your thoughts affect your stress levels and how you can manage them in order to self-regulate your stress responses. You might even find that you sleep better. And as we've talked about many times in the past, that's going to open up a whole world of improved performance. So 
I've given you the examples there. The only thing for you to do now is just to find a few minutes of your day. And that is all it takes, just a few minutes. And you, as I've said, you can combine this with your stretching, um, with your relaxation at the end of the day or whatever. And you can even combine it with some exercise that you're doing when you've got a bit more um, experience with it. So it's up to you. If you want all of these um, breathing practices, please drop me an email. You can find a link in the show notes below and I will send that to you. Okay, that's all from me this week. I hope you've enjoyed that recap on breathing. I've put a list of the podcasts where we dive into these subjects in a bit more detail in the show notes. So please do take a moment to go and listen to those, particularly the recent one with Brian McKenzie, where he goes into a bit more detail about how to combine breathing to to help you measure your intensity levels and to control your exercising intensity. All right. If you think I've missed out on anything or you've got any questions, please drop me an email. You can find a link for that in the show notes below. And if you think there might be somebody else who'd benefit from listening, please feel free to share. And if you like the podcast, please could you leave a rating or review on your chosen platform. Thanks again for listening. And I'll see you next week for another bite-sized episode.